welcome to a brand new episode of the Hormonal Mama podcast. I am your host, Kara Drescher, and today on the show, I have Stephanie Shaw, holistic nutrition strategist. Now, Stephanie is sharing with me today her two-year journey to figuring out food intolerances, allergies, sensitivities, all kinds of things that were causing her all kinds of problems, like twitching in her eyes, numbness in her jaw, hands, feet, you name it. She experienced so many symptoms and nobody could give her answers for two years. So she's telling me about her journey and how that journey brought her to where she is now, helping women peel back the layers of their DNA. Yes, all the way down to the DNA to figure out how to live their healthiest life possible. So you will want to stick around because this conversation is a must see. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad we have a lot to get to today. Um, I don't even know where to start, but uh, you know, we, we were just talking before I pressed record about a story that you have that really, I feel like sort of set you off on your journey to where you are now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really powerful story. It's about New Orleans. It's about Bourbon Street. Yeah. And I would love to hear this story because it, it was a lengthy journey and you really, you had a powerful experience that, that really, I can't think of the right word, but I would love if you could share this story with us and, and tell us kind of what started you on this journey and brought you to where you are now. Yeah, I have to back up 30 years to start the story. <laughs> do it, let's do it. Let's go 30 years into the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, so I spent 20 years in corporate America and then 10 years. So I'm already up to the 30 years. And 10 <laughs> years um, at an education nonprofit. So while I was in corporate, I had little hints of things going on. So um, hair loss, um, twitching in my eyes, you know, rapid heartbeat sometimes when I would um, run upstairs, like not just a normal out of breath, like a serious rapid heartbeat. So over the course of probably 10, 12 years before this all happened, little tiny things were starting to happen. And then I went on a business trip to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, I don't party or anything, but I'm like, I'm here. I got to go to Bourbon Street. Right. I mean, so, yeah, come right? on. <laughs> I've been there and that's what you got to do. You can't I'm go like, there without doing it. <laughs> what is this all about? It was daytime. So I wasn't even getting the full effect, but I wanted to go. <laughs> so we, um, so a, a colleague and I went, we had this great dinner and everything and we're walking and I physically stepped my, I, I know it sounds dramatic and like a good marketing thing, but I honestly physically stepped my foot onto Bourbon Street and my body just started like shaking. I got really numb, had numbness of the jaw. Um, we got in a cab, went back to the hotel and before the night ended, I was in, in two different emergency rooms in New Orleans. The oh first God. one just really wasn't sure what to do. It was kind of the, um, oh, what's the little smaller emergency room you can go to? And oh, then they, uh, urgent, um, care? urgent care, urgent mm-hmm. care. 
Yep. And then they sent me to um, the major hospital in town. Mm -hmm. And after several MRIs, you know, panic calls to my family, I had the best person with me possible because she was she was on it. Um, they, They just couldn't find anything. And that began a two year journey of multiple MRIs, CAT scans, EKGs, um, neurologists. uh, I went to my ophthalmologist too many times, my OBGYN, like there was so many different parts of my body breaking down and I Mm. couldn't figure it out. And the worst part was it was never the same. So I had a sciatic issue all the time, but internally it was different. Like sometimes my eye would twitch, sometimes my hand and feet would tingle, sometimes they wouldn't. So Long story short, long, very long story <laughs> short, I went to 18 different doctors, oh Eastern and Western medicine, two world-renowned healthcare facilities. And in the end, I was $20,000 out of pocket trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Oh, I know. It was, it was, oh, it was a lot. It was a lot. Is. I um, couldn't drive for a couple of months during that time and, and being a woman, I um I shouldn't, you know, stereotype all women, but typically we uh, think that, you know, we can do it. We just keep plowing through and we don't want anyone to know what's going on. So I okay. held all of that in. So oh my, my family and um, two of my um, board members knew what was going on. But all of that, um, during all of that, at towards the end, I found a naturopath and chiropractor, and he is the person that got me on the right path. I did mm-hmm. some testing with him, and it was some things like, I can't tolerate peaches or cabbage or um, pineapples or apples, and those are the things that I was eating a lot of, because that's, mm-hmm. that's made it even more confusing. I wasn't eating super bad, right. but it was just some things that weren't right for my body, so during the entire two years, um, working with him, I didn't work with him the entire time. I worked with him initially, and then I wanted to learn more. And that's how I started nutrition coaching, because I was sitting on the couch for 12 hours a day. Um, I went back to school, and I got two certifications in nutrition coaching, because I knew that through all of this, there had to be a purpose and outcome. And what better purpose than to be able to help women before they go that deep into their problem. So that's what happened on Bourbon Street. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You know, that's, and it's so incredible to me because so often I talk to women in particular who have experiences, maybe not exactly like yours, but similar Mm -hmm. where it's just the warning signs were there, but they didn't, you know, they were subtle. And then all of a sudden they have the big event and nobody can tell them what's going on. And they have no idea. And I think it's even worse because because mine was different each time and I was in and out of different emergency rooms at home and so many different doctors and, and because it was so different, they actually almost had, I started having anxiety because I'm like, Hmm, is this really in my head? Am I really feeling this way? Like, and and then they were pushing me off. Like, Oh, I'll just go to this other doctor. We can't figure it out. So, but no one, which is so, Ooh, this is what I want to scream about. What's medicine a lot no if you're having a heart attack can't, anything major yes go to your doctor but a lot of times I want to scream because no one asked me what I was eating no one talked mm. about nutrition and that's the only thing that I changed and because I, I would I would actually go in bragging well I'm a vegetarian but I hadn't gone deep about what really was working for my body and what vegetarianism actually looked like for me at that time I wasn't educated about you know making sure that my 
I was getting enough omega-3 or that my B12 was right. Like no doctor, not one doctor asked me any question about nutrition. And that could have solved all of my problems almost two years earlier. That's infuriating. And it's, it's so common. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind. You know, these are things that I didn't know for the longest time. Yeah. But speaking to people like you and, 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 you know, incredible women who have changed their lives by really taking control of their health and saying, I'm not getting the answers that I need. And I need these answers. Yes. And yes. Look, and look what you've done. It's incredible. I know. I, know. I, mean, I love it. I love that. I love what I do. I love, and part of it, the the most important part of what I do, I think is you don't come in and we don't just teach you about nutrition. Like mm-hmm. there's a mindset piece to it because after I started feeling better, I started, you know, chomping on stuff I shouldn't chomp on again. So there, mm-hmm. it's a mindset piece, but I also do a hormone, uh, a hair mineral analysis. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just saying, Hey, you need to eat more of this or, or some of this. I'm actually looking at your DNA to help you discover what is going to work for your body. So that's what I think makes um, the work that I do even more unique. Absolutely. That's very yeah. unique. And and I'm, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think that is a piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't look at, right? Mm-hmm. And that yeah. does set you apart. That gives you this really unique approach. You know, you say it on your website, right? Mm-hmm. That you peel back the layers down to the DNA. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so let's talk about that a little bit more. What exactly does that mean? How do you um, assess really what, you know, wh- you know what I'm asking? I'm not. Yeah. Well. No, no, you're <laughs> I'm perfect. trying to I'm reword it. it. Yeah. So um, as I said before, so when you come in, my initial um, concept is uh, most of the time women come to me to lose weight. They may have a little extra thing going on, but a lot of times they're like, I just want to lose the weight. I don't care about anything else. So we normally just do a hair mineral analysis, but that can tell a lot. So if your copper levels are high, it may be an estrogen related problem. Whatever minerals um, are deficient in your body, you may need, sometimes it's as easy as you may need to eat more red fruits and vegetables. And sometimes it's a little more difficult where you may need to actually go see your primary care physician, but we can get that information. Um, I, um, my last, one of my last clients had uh, MS. So with that autoimmune, doing the hair mineral analysis wouldn't have really done anything for her to help her. So we actually did a stool, um, a GI stool mapping for her. So it depends on what the client actually needs. And um, I'm, you know, I'm not a licensed physician or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I have a partnership with, um, uh, oh my goodness, a functional medicine person. It's late here. While hey, we're listen, <laughs> I get it. You are not alone. Okay. <laughs> well, our brains start to shut off after a certain point. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, with a functional medicine person. So any testing that I can't order I have a partner that can order those testing for them. And so, and if you need extra support, extra consultation, that's also something that I I bring to the table. So that's what I mean by pulling it down to the DNA. We make sure that the program and protocol is specifically working for you, your body, and where you're at as it relates to your mindset. So if there is past trauma that's keeping you eating this way or you know, just a mindset issue around procrastination or self-limiting beliefs. Those are things that we talk about as well, because it's not just about the food. Exactly. And, you know, that again, that's another thing that 
so much more important than people think. Mindset is like mm-hmm. the key, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, I feel like it doesn't solve everything, but is a much bigger part of the puzzle than anybody even realize. Oh. Even when you're so focused on mindset, you don't even realize how much it's affecting you. And I say that from personal experience. Yeah. yeah so I is. think that's fantastic. It is. It's super incredible. So even like I said, sick for two years, started feeling super, super well. And I started like snacking and stuff again. I'm like, wait, why? So I had to actually go through, that's how I um, develop pieces of the work that I do. I had to go through another process of why are you eating? What's going on? What's really stressing me out? You know, why am I allowing my cortisol levels to get this high? And I narrowed it down to one or two people and I narrowed it down to my work situation as well. So now I can say, and, and I also eat out of boredom. Um, mm-hmm. So now I can say, oh, do I really want ice cream or am I just bored? Right. Like I, <laughs> if I audibly say that to myself, sometimes I'll still eat it. But the majority of the time I won't because I know now why I'm doing it. And I've also, um, I've helped folks discover other triggers as well. So um, one client, her trigger was Sunday dinners at her, her mom's home. She just knew that she would break her mother's heart if she didn't eat like two huge plates of every single thing that her mom was serving every Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we talked about what that looks like. Her, it was, I loved her solution. She didn't cook before. So she started, she asked her mom, could she start making one of the, the like favorite dishes, but she changed the ingredients and made it super healthy mm-hmm. <laughs> and she could fill her plate up with it. So her mom, you know, still thought she was eating and eating healthy and so forth. So just working through all of that and how you can make changes and so forth to fit you and your lifestyle. That's part of the work as well. I think that is fantastic. And it's exactly the way it should be, you know, because there's just that that they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. You can't, I mean, they absolutely do. And if, if you're not focusing, not focusing, isn't really what I mean. If you're not doing the work, you know, the mindset work that goes along with all, with everything else. I feel like, you know, like you said, it's saying out loud, do I really want this? Mm-hmm. Like, am I hungry? Or I just don't know what to do with myself. I mean, I know I'm, I'm an, I love to eat and I could eat all day. <laughs> I make myself <laughs> sick. You know, I'm one of those people where I'm like, oh, I want this. I'm going to be miserable later, but I'm going to eat it anyway. And then I'm like, why did I do that? I, you know, right. I know how to do, I even know how to fix my body with the right uh, digestive enzymes and calcium mm. formula in order for me not to get sick. I'm like, I okay, that means you really should not be eating this. Right? <laughs> Listen, I a hundred billion percent can relate to that. It's like, you just took the words out of my brain. I absolutely, out of my brain, out of my mouth is what I meant to say, but you know what I took the words out of my brain that I was thinking. But I mean, I mean, I completely, Yeah. that Isn't you're totally crazy? right. That's when, you know, I always say drink water first. So I try, you know, I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm a lot better at that. Like I will just grab some water, drink eight ounces of water or whatever. And then I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm kind of too full to eat the ice cream or yes. I really didn't need it. And giving yourself grace as well. So I have an 80, 20 rule. Like mm-hmm. if you are sitting there and like, that's the only thing you can think about you've already eaten and you've done really well this week and you've exercised and you just you're feeling good about yourself but you really just really really want that little bit of ice cream eat the ice cream do you know what I mean absolutely doing it like 
every single night or all day long, don't deprive yourself because a lot of times that actually works the opposite way. And you'll try to do everything so perfect that you'll just end up being like, I'm out. I'm not doing any of it. Yeah. So that, that I, um, there's a, I was doing a mindset training class this, yes, this, what day is it today? And I did one yesterday as well. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been confused today in my house. Nobody knows what day it is. Either. Um, and um, part of my research came up with the idea around what you can do with your mind, because when at, when you rephrase and reframe how you think, like t- changing those negatives into a positive, there's science that actually proves that the DNA in your body changes to the fact that HIV positive people, if they have a positive mindset, they're 300 times more likely not to succumb to HIV, wow. that, you know what I mean? To, to, to death They're, they don't get sick. Yeah. And it's all because they live and think positively. Think about how many cancer patients or that you may know. And you're like, man, there's you know, not, they're still around. I shouldn't have said it that flippantly, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're still alive. They're still thriving. They're still surviving, but they're also like volunteering and super happy. It's all about what they're doing with their mindset. So didn't mean to go on a tangent with that, I but it's tangents. such a huge part of it. Yeah. You're yeah. talking to the queen of tangents here. So <laughs> that works for me, but you, and you make such a great point with all of that, with all of it. And it actually brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you about, which is how can clients get away with eating more and exercising less? Yeah, but losing weight. Let's talk about that because I think that's a really interesting um, perspective. You know what I mean? Because I think there's definitely real truth there, and I don't think that people really realize that. There's a couple, couple of different ways. A lot of times, what you do is when you are so um, my client Lynn and her full videos on my website. But she uh, was exercising super, super hard, but she was only eating between, I think, around 12 and 6, and then maybe a tiny snack at 8. So what she was doing was her metabolism was completely off. Mm-hmm. So when she did eat, even though she was eating kind of healthy, she was on that like chicken breast, rice, and working out really hard kind of thing with just little vegetables. But every time she ate, her body was like, wait a minute, when's the next time am I going, am I going to eat? I better hold on to this. Mm-hmm. So she was physically holding on to everything instead of releasing it. What I did was had her increase the 1700 calories and she thought I was crazy. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and start, and I'm like, you need to eat all day. You need to ki- get your metabolism to where it's steady. So you're actually hungry and you you know, you want to eat, but you have something good to eat and you don't need to exercise as hard as you are. She made that switch. She lost seven pounds in three weeks. Wow. Just and she hadn't lost any weight for a year. She went to her doctor. It's so funny. She like texts me from the doctor. She's like, my doctor just asked what I'm doing differently. She's like, I'm eating more and exercising less. Her <laughs> doctor is probably like, what's that what? now? No, that doesn't sound right. On top of it, I also, so a lot of, some of the women that I work with don't still have their menstrual cycle, but others do. Based on what phase you are in your cycle, that's the way that you should be exercising and eating. So there's different phases where you need more fiber, more um, omega-3. And there's also phases where you should not be exercising as hard because your body needs to rest. So when you're putting all of those different things together, that's how you can end up eating more and exercising less. Not more chocolate cake, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) 
sometimes. <laughs> I, I just think that's such a cool approach. I mean, mm-hmm. it because it, it seems so simple. It mm-hmm. seems like, oh, obviously it's, it's you know, li- not just listening to your body, but knowing your body. Right? Yes. And yeah. like, that's such an important thing. You know, I, I, I had a similar, similar experience, different, but similar about, about a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, my kids were about a year and a half and over the course of, I want to say it was about two months, I lost 20 pounds mm-hmm. and that was crazy because I hadn't lost any baby weight right before that. I was kind of right. stuck. And I realized I wasn't really like trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really, I mean, I, let me back up. I was going to say I wasn't exercising, but right, right. about six or seven months prior, I was over exercising. I was overdoing it yeah. and not losing an ounce. Literally, mm-hmm. I lost nothing. And mm-hmm. I was the hardcore going at it. Like it was <laughs> too much. But when I started losing weight, it was, listening to mm-hmm. I don't want to say listening to my body that's part of it but knowing me and knowing this is when I need to eat right and this is when I choose to eat right and those are right. different things right Two different things exactly yeah. and and on top of it though it was also paying attention to what food I was putting in my body and not depriving myself of yeah. the fun stuff but not overdoing it right it's just, right. It, it, it's just so interesting to me when we, when we really pay attention to our unique bodies, because they're all unique, we're all different, all we have different needs. We yes. all have the same basic needs. We need oxygen. There are right. certain nutrients water. we all need. Yep. Right. Yep. Water, exactly. I should have said that first. It's an <laughs> important thing, and I love water. I, it's the only thing I, no, it's not the only thing I drink, but for the most part, it is. Yeah. I love water. I mean, I love, I love the taste of water. I, know, I love how people I feel think that's I weird. People think I'm nuts. Everyone's always like, oh, no, I got to put the fruit. No, stuff in. Like, no. Why? gross that way. And they're like, oh, it tastes so much better. And I'm like, Ugh, no. no, water is beautiful and perfect it on its is. own. God, it I love is. water. I don't it want is. sparkling water. I don't Me want flavored water. I don't want that vitamin water stuff. No, I want straight up water. Right. And I drink it. And I temperature. You know what's funny about that? What makes me laugh is for years, my whole life, really, mm-hmm. I would only drink water if it was room temperature. I would mm-hmm. not drink water with ice. And then my husband and I lived in an apartment mm-hmm. where I don't remember what the situation was. Oh, we had a um, like a Brita pitcher in our oh, refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for some reason, our refrigerator was so cold. And when we first moved in, I had no idea about like, well, how do you even adjust the temperature? I have no idea how it works. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll admit I'm not good at stuff like that. <laughs> simple stuff. I know simple. You turn a yeah. dial, Kara, but you know, I don't know. And very quickly, I became obsessed with cold water mm. and it's bizarre. And to this day, and that was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I cannot drink room temperature water anymore. And everybody who knows me is like, you hate ice. I'm like, I don't like ice in anything else except water. Water. And that mm-hmm. had, was never the case. My friends still think that's the weirdest thing about me that has changed in my life because they know we'd go out to restaurants for years. We'd go out to restaurants and I'd ask for water, no ice. And they were always like, oh, you're weird. 
<laughs> even my my sister-in-law she always is just like oh if I'm at her house or, or something she'll get me some water and she's like you don't want ice and I was like well actually I do now and she's like what happened to you you're not the same person it's just really funny so I'm really it, it just makes me smile that you said that <laughs> about water is, is really yeah. funny so yeah. yeah I mean I I really really think it's amazing that you take this personalized approach, you know, that you, you know, listen, it's, it's not a one size fits all, but here are the things you need and you need to know your body and you need to understand it. Yes. yes, That's, that's just the key. Yep. So one of the things that you talk a lot about Mm -hmm. is turning pain into purpose. Mm -hmm. And I would like you to elaborate and tell me what that means to you. Yeah, to me, it's um, so during the entire time that I was sick, instead of what I consider would be wasting time, like whining and crying about it, which I could have easily done because the pain was in different places all the time. I didn't know what was going on. You know, as I said, I, I was at a world like people from other countries come to my state to go to the specific clinic that I went to. It's a world mm-hmm. clinic. Um, and they had newest technology, everything. So even when they couldn't come up with an answer, I, there could have been a lot of depression and downtime, you know, but I chose not to do that. Like in my heart of hearts, I, for 10 plus years, I've always wanted to do something in food. Like I had a food food blog in 2013 for a little while, but I was working full time. I'm like, yeah, I can't keep doing that every night. Um, and then I, for a while, my, a friend and I were thinking about a vegan restaurant. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to work restaurant people hours. So but yeah, that's, that's always, a rough schedule. I, know, I always thought that food and nutrition would be part of my, my end career journey. Cause again, I did, I did the corporate, I did the nonprofit world. So what I on purpose did is every once in a while, and you know, I, 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 I have a strong belief in God. And so I would, I would like, God, I just need 60 seconds to moan, groan and complain. And then I, I promise I'm going to stop. And I would, I would like, why is this happening to me? I would have my joke moments and like, ah, and then I would just stop. And I would almost laugh because it was so silly that I was doing mm-hmm. 60 seconds. And I knew th- throughout the entire time that that was all preparation. So that's why I went back for that second nutrition certification. I'm like, I need to get prepared because I am going to be healed. I am going to be better. This is going to be over soon. And I need to figure out what's next. So I took all of that pain, everything that was going on in my life, and I was determined to use it to feel better. Even when I'm like towards the end, I, I kept having digestive problems. I'm like, oh, I must, you know, somewhere in the future, I'm just going to have some folks with digestive issues. So I'm going to have to use myself as the guinea pig. Yeah. So that's the mindset that I kept the entire time. That's, yeah. I know, it was hard, but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, you know, there's no, bleh. I'm like tangled in my brain with words, how inspiring it is to hear that. Well, thank you. Because it is, it's mm-hmm. so inspiring. You know, that, that just, it's moving. I, my eyes got a little misty hearing you talk about that because it's very powerful when you go through what something like what you went through, something so like life changing. Right. Yeah. And you you may you you literally change your life because of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that's yeah. just inspiring, incredible, and just 
Oh, I got like chills. I just oh, I love it. I'm so happy to hear that. It's just so incredible. Oh, thank um, you. I, I wanted to sort of talk for a second about, you know, we, we've talked about it a few times, but I want to talk about it a little bit more for a minute about your prior to, co- you know, <laughs> yep. let's start that sentence over prior to nutrition coaching, you were mm-hmm. in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And you said earlier that you were in corporate for 20 years, which is a yeah. long time, right? It is. Yeah. I know it is. Yep. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, the transition mm-hmm. from the corporate world to the coaching world. And and because it's a very different world. I know because I used to work in, you know, corporate myself, not for 20 yeah. years because, yeah. you know, I would have lost my mind. But <laughs> I also have a very I'm different I'm a lot background. older than you. <laughs> I don't know. You can't be that much older than me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in my 40s. You do not look like you could be I'm much older 50. than me. Right, so, so you're not that much older than me. You don't look like you're in your 50s. Yeah, and you look like you're about 22, and I'm not in your oh, You're so making my day. When you oh. said you got a two and a half year old, I'm like, well, that, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, nope, nope. I'm I'm a couple months out from 42. So you, oh, just, yeah. you literally yeah, just made my you. day. I'm going to send you a bouquet of flowers with Thank chocolates, you. and I'm going to tell you you're incredible because you can't I, I, I you, you ah thank you I just love You're you welcome. so much right You're now <laughs> so the transition yeah. the transition was um so I had a, a middle place between that so I ran a, that nonprofit for for 10 years as well and then transitioning on my own it's funny but it kind of wasn't that difficult I also feel that running that nonprofit was a step to where I'm at now because the first five years I was the H- only employee so HR communication mm-hmm. uh, data manager yep. I did all of it and then you know towards the last five years I had a staff but um so I think that was just all part of preparation as well so the trend and and even when I was in corporate so back in the 90s um my boss was like in Kansas and I live in Ohio. So I've never, I've always worked independently, you know what I mean? For almost 30 years. So it was not that difficult for me. I think the most difficult part was around marketing and um, the idea of actually, you know, reaching out to people that you know and asking them, you know, will they help support your service? So I think that was a little more difficult because I'm kind of I don't, I don't want, ever want someone I think I'm reaching out to them because I think they need my service. <laughs> right, right, right. I totally get uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I, I knocked my microphone everywhere. Okay, we're good. Um, I, I just think that's really neat, you know, because it, it is such a, you know, my background's totally different. My background is in massage therapy. I've been mm-hmm. a massage, a licensed massage therapist and licensed esthetician for 20 years coming up in March, Aww. which is insane. And, but, but during that time I've worked in other areas. So I worked for a nonprofit in my twenties for a couple of years doing research. I did schizophrenia research and it was a completely different planet from two things from my work, you know, like I own a a wellness um, studio. Mm-hmm. which is not open because of the pandemic right now, but that's right. Um, that work was completely different than like wellness work, but it was also completely different 
from what I'm doing now. Like you said, you know, like I, I'm a coach, but I'm, I'm a different type of coach than what you do, but mm-hmm. it's a completely different world. Yeah, yeah you know it, is. I mean? it is. The it corporate is. world it- is just totally different. Corporate world will suck your soul out. <laughs> it will, and it does. Straight it does. away if you can, but that's just I my know. I know. It was I see a the look on your face, and I yeah, I it was, so it was difficult when I I I chose to leave, which I will say that that was a good thing. But like I left like company car, mm-hmm. like I left a bunch of stuff in that whole transition, but. It was just time to go because, again, I didn't know I would get to where I was as far as being sick, but there were hints already around the stress and our company being sold. So we, I think the last four years, we had been sold three times. So it was, it was just a lot. So it was time. But I I love that job. I am still close friends with most of the people I work with, Um, but it was just time to go. Yeah. And you know what? You just know. And you say, yeah. all right, I'm done. It's time yeah, yeah. to go. I it's love that. Yeah. All right. Let's switch pace for just a minute. Okay. Let's talk some fun stuff. All right. These are my questions that I like to ask all of my guests because, okay. well, they're fun and okay. they make you think. And I like all making right. people think. I don't know why, but I enjoy it. Some people find it to be like torture. Other people are like, oh, this is fun. So we'll see which uh, camp you fall in. But here we go. Right. First question. Mm-hmm. Who are three people who've had the most influence on you? The people who you have found the most inspirational? Mm-hmm. Laura's so, funny that uh, people are probably like, she's serious, but I'm going to say my three boys. And there's a reason for that. So my oldest son, who's 31, mm-hmm. inspires me to learn, inspires me to learn about nature, growth, um, just anything. He's just he just wants to learn all the time. And he challenges me to the point that when he started grad school, I'm like, oh, wait, he can't get his master's degree before I do. So we <laughs> we actually got our master's degree. A couple, like it was a couple months apart. Oh my God. So, so him, he oh inspired me. Yeah. And my middle son inspires my spiritual growth because he is so grounded, so focused. He's such a, my all three are good men, but he's such a good man mm-hmm. that when I see him and how his, what his, he's gone through and his growth and so forth, I'm like, Oh, I want, I want that relationship with God. I want, you know what I mean? And then my baby, my baby, who's 21, he inspires me to have fun because I'm not naturally a fun person. <laughs> oh, I bet you are. Not what everyone else tells me. Like I'm a, actually a super introvert. I could be in my room all day. But he <laughs> will break. Like uh, three nights ago, we had a 70s, 80s, and 90s dance party. Full blast, three hours long, and it wasn't like all R&B. All, we were like, I mean, super, super classic hard rock, and just you oh know, my god, it's like my dream come true. Oh. Kiss and oh. uh, Jeff Leppard, and then we would go to Michael Jackson, and then oh, the OJ's. Oh. And he's a well, they're all musicians, but he plays in a worship band, so he plays drums, keys, and so forth. So he inspires me to have fun. So uh, I talk a little longer because they're my babies, but I love them. I, you know what? That's amazing to me, and I love that. And here you are again, putting the mist in my eyes <laughs> and putting a smile on my face that's hurting my cheeks. But 
I love that for so many reasons. And I think it's beautiful to feel that from your children, you know, that that's just a very powerful, wonderful thing. And side note that dance party is like literally like my dream come true. So much dance parties are the way it is. And when you're talking 70s, 80s, 90s, like those are like my three favorite decades when you're talking music. I know, right? Oh, you're like talking to my soul. I'm getting so good here. Every word, every song, and sometimes he'd jump on. He was supposed to be washing the dishes. It took three hours for him to wash dishes. Eh, you know. He'd jump on the <laughs> piano in between and like, Mom, do you know this? Or I bet you don't know. It was fun. It was oh, fun. that sounds like so much fun. Oh, my gosh. And it's a common occurrence. <laughs> I see. And that's the way it should be. And when they, when your kids inspire you like that and they just, they light up that part of you. I mean, mm-hmm. what's better than that? Yeah, oh, I my mean, gosh. That is so awesome. exciting. Adult children are awesome people. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So those are your three most influential people. Here is my second question. Okay. This one's a little different. Okay. And that is, if you could have your dream, I always use dinner party as my example, but it doesn't have to be a dinner party if you're not into dinner parties and some people aren't. Whatever activity is like right up your alley and you can invite three, I'm going to say people in quotes because they don't have to be people. Mm-hmm. they don't have to be human they don't have to be real ooh, they can ooh. be imaginary they can be fictitious ooh. characters they can be animals they can be spirits I've had people invite ghosts I've had people invite insects I've had people invite their family members they can be from the future they can be from the past they can be dead they can be alive they can be anything you want okay okay right? who would those three be and all right one? And would it be a dinner party or would you choose something? Else? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Um, let me think about it. So three people it would not be a dinner party. It would be in Alabama on my grandmother's porch, shucking peas. And I don't know if you know what that is, but like um, when you open the, the bean or the black eyed pea, then you have to get the pea out of it. So we'd be on the porch shucking peas and it would be my grandmother who's deceased mm-hmm. and her parents because I didn't get her dad died the like six weeks before I was born. So I never got to meet my great grandpa and my great grandma was already deceased. And the reason I would do that is because now my kids are like, Hey, what happened when you were younger? What did, you know, they're, they're always digging for stories. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, and I was super close with my grandma, but I didn't dig for stories. And I can't imagine the impactful stories that she would have been able to tell me. First of all, my great grandmother purchased a house in Alabama, African-American woman in the thirties, Amazing. bought it from another African-American family in the thirties. Oh my gosh. We had that land in our property until 14 years ago. Uh, and it like makes me want to cry that it's no longer in our family. And then my great grandfather had the only black barbershop in their town. And now my middle son, who's a, his, daytime he's a graphic designer but he's also an award-winning barber really yes that's so so cool yeah so the fact that my great-grandpa was a barber and now Tyler is a barber um yeah I seriously have goosebumps all over me I do I I know and then my great-grandma was a seamstress so every picture you see of like hats and dresses and stuff all my cousins are like oh yeah she made that I'm like what what And uh, Tyler also is uh, really in the fashion. He, he knows every single designer there is out oh. there. Um, so it, it, I would sit down with the three of them 
and, and reconnect and, and kind of pick their brains and see how their prayers and their thoughts got us to where we are now. I think that is amazing. Yeah. And how, I mean, how amazing is your family history? That's just incredible. I'm seriously, I went like, I lifted my arms because they're fading finally, but I mean, I got chills and my, I had goosebumps that were like about to like burst out just, of my skin. That's just I just found incredible. that out. My dad passed and my stepmom gave me this white sheet of paper and I'm like, what is this? And I start reading. And I'm like, oh, this is the deed to the house. And I like totally geeked out. Like I copied it, mailed it to some cousins. Oh, yeah. So I think that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I was, I, I'm excited. <laughs> I want to be like, I'm excited for you to have this dinner party. And I know you can come. dinner party. Shucking peas. We're shucking peas. Shucking peas. I mean, oh, that's, that in itself sounds like fun. I mean, I've never shucked peas. But I know when I was a kid, uh-huh. we, in my old house where I grew up, we had a pool that my parents had built when I was, I think I was five. Uh-huh. And I have an older brother and an older sister. And my grandmother, who passed away last year on Christmas Eve, of course, um, and I was super ultra close with my grandmother. And one of our favorite, not favorite, but just one of our family activities was corn. We'd get uh-huh. corn and we'd yeah. corn. And we'd have our, you know, paper bags and my grandmother, it was just like a family adventure kind of thing, you know, like we just would sit there in the summer and we'd all sit and we'd peel, you know, the corn and we'd just sit around the pool and talk and laugh. And obviously it's not the same as shucking peas, but. No, it is. It is. No, it's it's exactly the same because that was part of it. You're, you're providing nutrients for your family and you were bonding with your family at the yes. same time. So we did the same, the corn thing, and then getting the silk off the corn. We, we did all of that as well. You have to do that with your kids. Like, whatever you do, please, please do that with your children. Because Absolutely. there's so many of those types of traditions that are just going by the wayside because of technology, because of the way that we live now. Like, I am, we're, some of the things that I missed out on doing with my kids because of corporate America, um, yes, we've started to talk about already about what that looks like with my grandson. And we are, we are being very, very, um, uh, I don't, I can't think of the word right now, but we're consciously thinking about how do we implement some of those historical things into the way that we raise him. So please do that for your kids. I will. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will. Like, I what wanted he told you to make me do this. Shut the corn. this weird. I know my kids are going to be like, uh, okay, mom, this is strange. I'm going to be like, too bad. We're doing it. No, let's we're doing it. it. <laughs> you're going to like it. And you're going to have to make it. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic. Oh, <laughs> Stephanie, you are making my day here. Okay. I got one last question for you, and this is a very okay. simple one. Okay. Where can our listeners find you? Where can they connect with you in this world? Yeah, we live they in? Can go to my website. It's stephanielinshaw.com. And on my website, um, I have one course listed, and then all the ways that you can work with me, you can go on the website and get that information as well. Also, my social media handles and so forth are on the website. So uh, Stephanie Lynn Shaw. Mm-hmm. Just making a note. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Perfect. Amazing. Thank Stephanie, you. thank you. Thank you so thank you. much for joining me today. I had so much fun chatting with you. Did I? You, you do such incredible work and Oh, I am just, 
I don't know. I, I don't have any words because you do such great work and you're so passionate about what you do and you have such an incredible story. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me.